We're holding now in the middle of, I mean, the middle, a bit down in Samachesama's base. We finished off Rav and Shmuel's opinion regarding a Tinoik Shenishba. The Mishnah mentioned that if someone had forgotten all about Shabbos and then he was Machal on many Shabboses, he brings one carbon Chatos for all the Shabboses that he did at Molochah. What about someone who never knew about Shabbos? As a child, he was captured and, and brought up amongst Goyim. Then if, when, he remember, when he knows what he's supposed to do and he starts keeping Shabbos, does he have to bring a carbon Chatos for the Shabbosim that he didn't keep? So Rabbi Shmuel said, yes. Now we're going to have, first we thought that only that person brings one Chatos. We resolved it. It's equal to someone who knew and forgot about Shabbos. Now, Rabbi Yechanan and Yishlokish, they were from Eretz Yisrael. They said no. They said that someone who is, uh, never knew about Shabbos does not bring a korban chatos for the Shabbos that he didn't keep. The rule they say is, Oimer mutor which means like this. Why, if someone by mistake didn't have a why does he need to bring a korban? Why does he need to ask forgiveness? Why does he need to atone? Why does he need to fix anything? It was a mistake. So typically the idea is, a mistake is a mistake, but you should have been careful. If you bumped into someone, you have, to, you have to apologize and you have to atone for that because you should have been careful. You should have looked where you're going. If someone forgets that it's Shabbos, if someone forgets that uh, this is not allowed to be done on Shabbos, or if someone knows that there are many details that are not allowed to be done on Shabbos, and then he didn't learn enough and he missed out a few details, that was irresponsible. You have to, you have to, you have to bring a carbon for that. Now, what about someone who never knew about a certain type of Isr? He didn't know this what to think about. That's called Oimer Mutter. He thought that there's no Isr whatsoever. There's nothing even to think about. There's nothing to pay attention to. So, Rav Shmuel will say, you should have learned enough Allah that you would have known. Rabbi Yehudah say no. He didn't know this what to know. He didn't know that this subject at all has what to think into. Now, usually that would be referred to, let's say, someone who never heard about Allah, I don't know what about uh, bugs or about, I don't know, different things that he never heard about, and uh, all of a sudden he finds that there's an, an issue. He didn't know to look into it. So he could discuss, is it his fault, is it not his fault? Now, this Tinek Shadishba, it's definitely not his fault. Why do Rabbi Shmuel say that he does have to? Why, why did he say it's not called an onus? It's definitely an onus. And we do see in other places that an onus, whoever wasn't expected to know, does not have to be a carbon. And many different Allahs does not need a kapara, it's not called an aveil. So there's an interesting thing. The explanation is like this. The example brought is, let's say, someone who checked for chametz in the places that, were, that he needed to check, and then there was chametz somewhere else, which was unexpected. It's not considered that he had chametz in Pesach. Because he didn't have to expect it. So it's not called an Avera. I mean, we do it all day, every day. We eat meat. They don't check all the trafis. They assume that, you know, they follow the majority. We drink milk. They don't check if they have, we had any trafis. But uh, we, we follow the majority. What if we did drink the one from the trafis? So the Allah says it's not a problem. And what if they found it afterwards? You don't need any kapar. Why? Because, okay, it's more than honest, but it means there was nothing irresponsible. He didn't do an Avera. So, how come over here, 
does he have to bring a carbon? So I didn't see a clear explanation. It seems to me the explanation is like this, that a kapara means you have to erase your behavior from the past. Kapara, Rashi says that Al-Tarbidinigarisachshuva means wiping off, wiping off dirt. If someone follows Allah, and then in a certain case he followed Allah, and Halacha didn't tell him he has to suspect anything. And it happened to me that there was, what this, that there was a problem. From now on, he could still behave the way he behaved before. There's nothing he has to erase. If he found that one of the behaviors, they found there was a treif in it, he could still not check all the treifers because it's not necessary. So he has nothing to erase. There's nothing to clean. However, someone who was born amongst the going, and he didn't know about Yiddishkeit, or today's day, whatever, he didn't know about Yiddishkeit, he didn't know about Shabbos. There's no fault, but there's what to erase. You want to erase the past that you, not by your fault, you didn't know about such a concept of Shabbos, and you have to erase that. You have to start fresh and say, no, from now on I do know that there's Shabbos. The past has to be erased, and therefore there has to be a kapara for that. However, if someone is following what Torah says, and he didn't know that this particular case has an issue, there's nothing to erase. That might be the explanation. It might, whatever, some of the cases which fall into the category that say you followed the base, then you do have to bring a kapara. Why is that? Because this particular case, you also have to erase. That could just be from the differences of the different cases when you do have to have a kapara or not. So now let's see the Gemara, Rabbi Yechanan and Shlokish's opinion, that you do not need to atone, you know, there's no need for kapara for someone who never knew about Shabbos because he didn't have the possibility to, and he is Mechal Shabbos. So we're holding now in 10 lines into Samach Chesam Advais, Virabi they both said, although they many times argued, in this case they both agreed, only someone who once knew about Shams and then forgot has to bring a Karmachadis. Someone who has a child who's captured amongst Goyim, someone who became a gay and he was amongst Goyim, so he never knew about Shams, but he does not bring any karma. Says the Gemara Mesiv, we have a Braisa contradicting Rabbi Yechon. The Braisa says, Klau Godel Omni B'Shabbos, like our Mishnah, it's our Mishnah with additions. There's a great rule about Shabbos, Kola Shechech, Yisr Shabbos, one who forgets the entire concept of Shabbos, Vosim Mulochis Harbi B'Shabbos, Yisr Harbi, he did many Mulochis, many Shabbosim, Eini Chai Valachas, and not Chai, he only Chai Valachas, Ketan, what's an example for this? Teinik Shinish Balabayna Nachman. Vigation is Gaia bin Anach. An example for someone who does not know about Shabbos is, is he was as, a, as an infant, as a child, he was captured amongst the Gaia. Vasa Molochis Hambi Shabbosis Hambi did many Molochis and many Shabbosis. Eini Chayev Alachadas Achas. He brings one Chadas for all Shabbosis. Vichayev Aladam Achas. For all blood he ate, he brings one carbon Chadas. Valachayev Achas. For all Chayev he ate one carbon Chadas. Valachayev Achas. Allah Vidazar brings one carbon Chadas. Umun mas poiter. But Munbaz says, no, he does not have to bring a Karmachatis. Why? I guess he was a Talmud of Rabbi Akiva. So he's a Talmud of Rabbi Akiva? No, or maybe not. I'm not sure. 
So he told Rabbi Akiva, I have a reasoning for my, 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 my argument. The Torah, as we'll see, compares a shogik to a mesit. We'll see there's a passage later which says that a shogik has some comparison to a mesit. Now, shogik and mesit are the opposite. Shogik is by accident, mesit is on purpose. So what comparison could they have? So the comparison is Someone who does a, 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 a better purpose is called a sinner. We say choyte, a chayt, for someone who did an avera b'shegik. So they're both similar. They both have the similar category of sin. So man maze it just like someone who does it intentionally. It's only if he, want, if he knows about it. That's the only time he can be intentionally if he knows that it's something wrong. Ah, shegik. Also, someone who did it by accident, there has to be It sounds like he's trying to give a bit of the logic as well. It's not just a, a technical comparison. It's, it's called a sinner. Why would it be called a sinner? Just like someone who does, it, who does it intentionally, why is he a sinner? Because he knows he's doing something wrong. Someone who's doing it unintentionally is called a sinner because he knew it was something wrong. And then he forgot. How come he forgot? Similar to what we were saying, he's like a sinner because there's something wrong in what he did. However, if he never knew there's nothing wrong. How can you compare between a shaykh and mason? Shaykh and mason might both be called sinners, but the difference is in the fact whether they know or not. That is the difference. How can you say there's a comparison? If you want to go further, maybe say more. A mason has to know now and a shaykh has to know now. No, obviously not, because a shaykh is a shaykh and a mason is a mason. So for that same reason, I'll say, a shayi is a shayi, and a is a mason. Don't compare anything in the mere aspect which differentiates them. Don't compare. I want to help you. I want to say even more than you. He may be someone who did it intentionally, knows while he's doing it, then he's doing it in a very... Maybe someone is doing it unintentionally. He has to know at that moment. Now, obviously, that doesn't make any sense because then he's not doing it unintentional. Unintentional. So, doesn't this disprove your whole comparison? That's what Rabbi Kivit tells us. No, hey, no problem. Because you actually helped me, you're right. What does that mean? We'll see soon. But I agree with you. I agree with you. That if someone knows at the time that he's doing the Aveira, he's also called a Shogi. That's what he means to say. Why? When? Let's see. Amar Lai tells her to give it back. No, it's Barakha. He's a Kodesh Shogi. What are you saying? If he knows while he's doing the Aveira, he's considered amazing, not a Shogi. Now, I guess the Gemara assumed that we definitely don't accept Munbas. In the Brahsi, he didn't bring a Pasuk. Rabbi Kiva answered him very strongly. So we can't accept Mumbas. So you have Tanakama and Rabbi Kiva. So they say that, that a Tinnikshin Nishba brings a karma. So how could you, Rabbi Yechanan, argue with that? Says the Gemara Katani Mio. What does it say in the Brisa? Kate said, what's an example? Tinnik. Now, also, it might be that the fact that the Bryce is explaining on the word it seems like that's what the words of the Mishnah mean. 
The words of the Mishnah mean including it a, 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 a Dinik Shanishmi. So we accept the Mishnah, so we should accept the explanation as well. That's what the Gemara assumed. Um, so, Bishlam Rav and Shmuel, although if you read the Brisa very very literally, it sounds like there's the Brisa is saying that only a Tinik Shanishba is considered Shekhech Inker Shabbos and has to bring a Karmel Khatas. As we thought in the beginning, uh, as being one Karmel Khatas, as we thought in the, in the beginning when we explained Rav and Shmuel. And then we proved that they don't say that, so maybe this Brisa is a question on Rav and Shmuel as well. No. Why? Because the same thing we explained in Rav and Shmuel, we could explain in the Brisa. So because we could explain when the Brisa says what's an example for Shekhar does not mean it's an, it's the only example. It means it is a example. But according to those two, they clearly say that he does not have to bring a carbon chatas. And the Brisa says that he does. What's the big deal? There's two Tanoim. Munbas says he does not have to be a Karmel Khatas. And we could fit that very well in the Mishnah. There's no problem with that. Ananda, I mean, Munbas, we follow Munbas. Okay. Now that you're following Munbas, that means the whole Munbas makes sense. Let's try to see how Munbas makes sense. The Khairu, we didn't see any sense. He said his own logic. Rabbi Kiva had a great time against it, and it didn't seem like he had a strong answer to it. So if we're following it, we have to validate what he's saying. My time with the Mumbas, what, what's Mumbas's logic? It's a Pasuk. The Chsiv, it says, regarding the uh, Zara, uh, if someone served the Zara, it says, There's the same rules for all Yidim when they serve the Zara, unlike in uh, other Averis, when, uh, when the, the, the Kayin Gadol or the, 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 the Nasi, for 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 uh, Zona, it's the same rule for everyone. And that what that it means the Karmel Khatas continues the Torah right afterwards. The Samachlen it says, What if someone does Avoid Zona but Mazin? He can't be a karma. He gets cars. He gets cars. That's what the Basak says. Now the Pasuk is putting one next to the other someone who's, who served Avi Dezorah B'Shegeg and Avi Dezorah B'Mezit. From the fact that the Torah is putting it one next to the other shows that there's some comparison. What's the comparison? He is Shegeg L'Mezit. He's comparing a Shegeg to Amazit. Man, Amazit choice of the idea. Just like Amazit is someone who had knowledge in the past. Uh, he has it now as well, but he had it in the past. We can't compare it in the fact that he has knowledge as well now because that it wouldn't be a shayyid. Rather, he had knowledge in the past. I'm sure you show you the idiots that he had knowledge. Okay, we but have a question. The word is not, it's, it's not compare, it's similar. Okay, okay. We find the similarity. The similarity between shayyid and mazid. Okay, so now we have a pasuk. What are we going to do with the pasuk? Rabban and the other chacham which argue at Mumbaz and they say that he does bring a curve. Even if he had no knowledge before, what are they going to do with this comparison, with this, with the similarity that the Torah is indicating between Shegik and Mezit? But I brought in a high Torah my What are they going to do with this Torah Achas? This pasuk that is Torah Achas and it's 
right next to the Pasuk about Mace, what are they going to do with it? They need it for a whole different thing. The thing is like this. We don't know from the Torah itself on which Averis you have to bring a Karban Chathos. The rule is that you bring a Karban Chathos on an Averis that if you would do it intentionally, you would be high of course. Then if someone did it to Shagi, he brings a Karban Chathos. But where do we know that from? We know that from the fact that the Torah says the word Torah Achas, which literally means the entire Torah, all the mitzvahs in Torah, yeah? And then the Torah says that by having the Zorah, by Shogi, you're being a Karmachatos. Then the Pasuk says that by having the Zorah, the Mezid, yeah, a person has chorus. Oh! So from the fact that the Torah said Torah Achat, the whole Torah, and then it says that by the Zorah, you're being a Karmachatos by Shogi, chorus by Mezid. From this, we see that that's the rule in the entire Torah. When do you have to bring your carbon chantos? If it was something that the mason, you would have to have, it would be high, of course. So they learn this out from these psukim. That's what they need this psukim for. Let's see. Says the Gemara, Mibayilu, they need this psukim, they could immaculate Rabbi Shua ben Levi Libre. The way Rabbi Shua ben Levi taught his son. He said like this, Torah, it says Torah, which literally would mean the entire Torah. Right afterwards, it says, one will make a mistake and not do as call He will not do all the mitzvahs, meaning that's one Aveda that if you go against that, as if you're not you're going against all the mitzvahs. And it says afterwards, if a person will do intentionally Avedazari is high of chorus. So by Avedu Zorah, there's Chathos and Karis, so you can use it. And then we say Torah Achas, who should call them Avedu Zorah, they all, they all were compared, they all find that there's a similarity between all of them and Avedu Zorah. Ma'ala ha'alon, domer shechayovim azdoyni Karis v'shikigosi Chathos. Just like by Avedu Zorah, since if you do it intentionally, a person is high of Karis, then when he does it unintentionally, he's high of Chathos. I've called Domer, so this rule applies that anything else that uh, that if you do it intentionally, it would be chayiv karis. Then So that's what they need this pasuk for, and therefore they don't learn what Mumba's learned. What is Mumba's going to do? Mumba's also learns this uh, this comparison of Chayra. So what, how is he going to know? How can he do both things together? Uh, one second. I'm not sure. I'm not sure from where Mumba's learning. Oh, oh, one second. You did for tomorrow. You did for tomorrow, yeah. So basically, Tosis answers that there's a different Xavier Shava. Uh, it says uh, it's a Xavier Shava. You know, it's from Xavier Shava. Now, Xavier Shava, the rule is that you can only do it if you're never taught it to you. So he had Xavier Shavu that his Rebbe taught him, and everyone else did not. So they needed these psukim to teach it to them, and he didn't need it. He had Xavier Shavu. So to summarize, we had today Rabbi Yechonon and Ishlakish's opinion. They hold that one who did not know anything about Shabbos ever, a Tinek Shanishba, does not have to bring a Karmel Chattas. That's what they hold. Um, now there's a Braisa which the says clearly the opposite. 
The Brisa says that so a tinik shenishma does have to bring a kavuchatz. But then the Brisa says that Munbaz argued and he said no. We have to find a similarity between a shaking and a mason because they're both called sinners. The similarity has to be that they once knew about it. Says Rabbi Kiva, what are you talking about? Maybe the similarity should be that they now know about it. Obviously not. Obviously, that's what differentiates between them. The fact that he knows and he doesn't know. He must know. There are cases that he knows right now and he's still called a shaking. Now, how is that possible? See, sir. And, but Rabbi Kiva says, no, if he knows about it, he's not a shaky. Okay. So how is Rabbi Kiva going against this Bryce? It seemed to us that we definitely don't accept Munbas. So you know, we accept Munbas. No problem. Why? What is Munbas basing his, 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 uh, his, his comparison on? On the fact that the Torah put by the Zora Shogig near It's coming to compare Shogig near Mesa. They both knew something about the Savior. It says by the Zora, one who does with Shogig means a Karmachatas. And one of those amazing gets chorus, and it's one pasuk after the other. It's to compare the two. What are Rabbanon going to do with that pasuk? They learn not something else. They say like this: Torah Achas means the entire Torah, all mitzvahs. You want to know the whole Torah when one has to bring a korban chadas? Look at the pesukim right afterwards. By Avodah Zara, it says by Shogi you bring a korban chadas. Amazing is high chorus. That's the rule. Whenever uh, there's an avera which one is. A chayiv chorus when he does it intentionally, he has to be a karmachad, he did it unintentionally. Not to do that from this pesukim. And Munbaz learns that idea from Akzair Shava. It says Oleho by karmachad, and it says Oleho by, by Arayis, by Erva. From there we see that just like there, it's, it's chorus here, it's also chorus. So he, he, since he has it free, he learns something else out of it. Now, next page, we're going to deal, and the next, tomorrow, we're going to deal with understanding Munbaz. How is it possible that one knows now that he's doing an Avera and is still considered that he's, uh, that, that he's a Shaykh? How is that possible? So that we'll see, and then maybe we'll understand Munbaz a bit better also afterwards. Ah. Okay. Same. Call to.